Hello, everyone. It's No Driving Gloves. Just a quick episode. We've been doing a ton of interviews, when we, but I like to interrupt and just have some of our hosts here chat and cover a few little things. What uh, I'll got Sean here today, and him and I have been talking online and text messaging and stuff, and figure we're going to address this. It's kind of in the room, not a big thing, but maybe it's a slow news week. And it's, talk- a t- it's a tiny elephant in the room. It's not a huge elephant in the room. Well, it's, I mean, but it's worth it's worth talking about just because it's timely and it's and it's out there. So yeah, tell yeah. tell the folks what we're going to talk about, John. Well, we're going to talk about something. We're going to take a lot less than twenty six hours and thirty eight minutes to do it. Um, and that's the whole problem is twenty six hours and thirty eight minutes. The new uh, Cannonball cross country record. Um, for some reason, this has taken a life of its own. I mean, NBC's covered it, CBS has covered it, CNN's covered it. I assume Fox, Fox has covered it. And Fox yeah, has Fox covered it. I was gonna say all it. the major news, all the major news outlets have had something to say about it, yeah, and it, that's not normal for something like this. Yeah, <laughs> is it because we don't have real racing? Is it because it's a slow news week? Are we looking for something more controversial than COVID nineteen? But I think that's what it is. <laughs> You know, it takes our mind off of it, but it makes us, you know, responsible lawbreakers feel bad. I mean, I've never responsible, <laughs> responsible lawbreakers. I well, that that isn't that the the whole conversation about this thing. That is, is a straight up oxmoron, <laughs> my brother. Well, <laughs> the controversy behind this run of twenty six hours and thirty minutes is it just beat the last record of I can't uh, I can't remember what the Record was that just it was got beat twenty seven twenty five I think is what the yeah, yeah but so it didn't just beat it it crushed it well twenty seven twenty five and twenty you know twenty six thirty eight beat it by an hour but the twenty six twenty five beat um Boland's time of you know twenty nine or something by an hour yeah. so yeah. in the last two months the cross country uh, rogues you know. The, the scoff loss. Yeah, from New, New York to California, <laughs> cross country run has been beat, and each time it's been by an hour. Now there was a lot of talk at the beginning of uh, this pandemic. Uh, would somebody try this? There's a web channel called or YouTube channel called uh, VinWiki, and I'll admit I get a lot of my information from VinWiki, and it was created by Ed Bolin who set this record, set a record in 2014. I believe 13 um, doing this in a Mercedes when he was like 32 33 years old and he kind of did it on a slow news week also and was able to launch a you know a million subscriber YouTube channel and uh, has built himself a pretty good name I mean he had a good name in uh, cars anyway based off of this and then somebody came along and I'm sorry I can't remember any of the names I'm horrible with names in real life and interviews and maybe I should make some notes for this but somebody came along just a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago and beat that record but the discussion was with all these lockdowns who's going to try to break this record cross country there's a lot of people always trying to break the cannonball record it's not like um, somebody wakes up one morning and go hey we're gonna do it let's do it it's there are teams and they're organizing and they're building it takes cars a lot of planning it yeah. takes a lot of planning to do something like this i mean if you want to do it two people 
you still have, you know, you figure, you know, two people, three radar detectors, a uh, radar jammer, you know, you can go. You're probably not going to beat it. Um, the previous record was done with spotters that were arranged and um, some sort of, I want to say gyro or some sort of rooftop mounted radar that they use to, to monitor for police. Um, it's not exactly like the TV show or the, the movie from 1980 and Burt Reynolds, but you know, there are, there is a lot of planning and there, you know, there, there's a talk of everybody getting together and doing a, a run. Some people will go for the record. Some people just want to go cross country. Again, Bolin has said on Vin Wiki, he's going to do it. He wants to do it in the, um, ambulance, the meta something ambulance. It's a reproduction of the ambulance from the Burt Reynolds movie, which is actually a reproduction of the Brock Yates cross-country record attempt in 78 using a Dodge van um, looking like an ambulance with Brock Yates' wife as the patient. And I can't remember who his co-driver was, which I should. So there, Tom DeLuise. Well, well, in 1980 it was. But there was another one of the big founders of the Cannonball. And, you know, Brock Yates set this record back in 72, 74 uh, with a Ferrari Daytona. And it's beat time and time again. Um, and so this isn't something that two guys woke up and said, Hey, we're going to do because COVID-19, we can race cross country. People are trying for this record all the time. The big question is, is, is this a asterisk run or is this a real run? Um, I have my beliefs on it. Sean has his beliefs, but you've listened to me talk for five minutes. Let's let Sean give his fill-ins on this and launch this. I, I'm going to be completely boring and, and put on my, my instructor hat for, for just a second before I get into it. Uh, typically, actions like this taken on public streets, even though when I was younger, I, 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 I participated in some, uh, some street racing, some drag racing when I was younger on the, on the streets. But we, I mean, we did it late at night and, where, where no one was around and from a high performance driving instruction, a, a driver control or a team driver uh, training instructor and, and someone who's been doing that for a long time, it, it scares me a little bit that, that that's happening out on the streets. Now, having said that the car guy in me is like, Oh hell yeah. <laughs> it's definitely something that I find appealing for whatever reason it appeals to the the six-year-old in me that thinks that this would be an absolute blast um as far as there being an asterisk uh, on this record how can there be like i people are saying that because the 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 guys in the, or the team that had the a8 that went out and did this in 26 hours and 38 minutes and depending on the route averaged probably somewhere between 103 to 110 mile an hour, um, depending on the exact route to get from point A to point B. Um, they're saying there's an asterisk on it because of COVID and reduced traffic. And to me, I look at that and I'm literally like, okay, they saw the current situation. They had the plan in place and with the current situation of there being reduced traffic all the way across the country, they jumped out and and, and took advantage of it. Why, why does that put an asterisk on it? I, 
there's no different than saying we're going to do this over uh, December 24th to 26th, or we're going to do this during Thanksgiving, or we're going to I, I find a low. Tr- that's this makes perfect sense to me. Why would you not do it right now if you were going to do it? And you're practicing social distancing. You're in a car. <laughs> you're not. You're not near anyone. Now, see, I I'm on the opposite side. I think this is an asterisk run. I'm going to say, I don't care you're, that they, you're they, wrong, but it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I don't care that they did it during COVID-19. You, we can take spreading the disease and all of that, and let's push that one to the side. They took advantage of a situation. The cannonball, C2C, coast-to-coast, whatever we want to call it, record, yes, there are no, no rules. You start at the Red Ball Garage, and you end up, I uh, can't remember... Somewhere in New York or California, and you can use any any route you want. You can use any route, and I haven't heard which route these guys took because the previous record breaker took a different route than everybody else, and they used this northern route as opposed to the southern route and road construction plans and things like that. But everybody who's done it, Brock Yates back in the early 70s, the people that ran it, you know, through the 70s and into the 80s and the people that have run it in the last 10 years, they have all done it with normal interstate traffic. And there's the argument is, well, interstate traffic has got busier and busier, more crowded. So there's an effect on it. So this run is very authentic because the traffic on the interstates more like it was in the 70s. Well, no, it isn't because the cars are better. You know, okay, if they would have run this in a 72 Di- or Ferrari Daytona or, you know, a Dodge van or a Hawaiian Tropic NASCAR, okay, maybe. Uh, you know, then, then the technology of the car is the same. An Audi A8, I think you know, it was an L even, did not exist in the 70s. This car, this car goes, you know, faster to 60 than that the Ferrari ever dreamed of, you know, the Daytona, you know, it has handling that's beyond that. So the roads are better. The surfaces are better. So if you're going to say, well, there's few less traffic, then let's make everything equal and do it in a period car. Then maybe you don't need the asterisk. I think you need the asterisk because they did it in a modern car on modern roads with 70 style traffic conditions. Yeah, they took advantage of a situation and did it. But they didn't do it in the spirit of the non-existent rules. And yes, I'm sitting here saying <laughs> they're breaking the rules of an event that doesn't have rules, and that's the that whole thing. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. You oh need you need to do it with present technology, present traffic conditions, present law enforcement, present law enforcement technology. That's the Why? that's what everybody has to go up against. Why? You have this two-month window that you can shoot to try to do this in, and you'll probably never be able to repeat it. It's like saying, okay, we're going to run the Indy 500. We're going to do it 33 times, one car a time, so you never have to deal with traffic. Whoever does it the fastest wins. It's a completely different scenario. It's a totally different situation than than a closed-course event. I mean, the team that did this in the Audi A8 saw the current situation, evidently either already had the plan together or had the wherewithal to put the plan together really quick for the route that they were going to run. 
as far as technology goes, why would you not run it with current gen technology? Why like that's saying that's that's like saying that the current lap record for whatever racetrack around the world isn't the actual lap record because the first lap record on that track was set back in 1957. So, you know, you, you can't look at it for that's no, that's crap. This is, this, we, we truly don't agree on this at all. Um, and, and I think that's part of why I wanted to touch on this and, you know, kind of have this argument because some you you and i have a common history of disagreeing on a lot of things but i think by the end agreeing with a lot on a lot of stuff (laughs) lately so it's good that we're getting this out yeah i'm very appreciative of this no and and i you know that's my defense on it is it's not the exact same situation let these guys come back in six weeks and run it again when there's traffic on the road no and and see what happens they win no, okay, let's do it as a, a you know, speed record. You got to run them both ways. You've got to, you know, oh you've got to repeat it. I mean, this this is just certain... it's just such an anomaly. Um it's I don't think it's fair to the current record holders. I don't think it's fair to the people that are going to try to pursue it in the future. Um, you know, someone else can do it right now. If they're ready or if they're I don't want to say irresponsible. It is irresponsible, you know, spreading, you know, in this it's time. Irresponsible talking about this, like yeah. we're talking about it right now, like it's no big deal. And, and, that's and that's, that's the funniest thing about this is there's so much debate over: Are they breaking the rules of it? As I said earlier, of a race with no rules. What you and, are literally trying to do, John, is turn the cannonball run into a spec event, and that is. <laughs> total crap like basically what you're saying is is everyone that runs the cannonball run should have the same spec ferrari no i'm not the same that yeah it's you're you're literally you want everyone in a nascar or you want everyone in an indy car and it's the same chassis the same motor the same tires this why i want people to run it with the same kind of obstacles but when you remove one of those obstacles, Why? I mean, it's like running this and saying, you know, being, and, and I'm sure we're going to, in order to beat this, you're going to have to see it. You're going to have to figure out how to refuel your car, you know, at speed or slow down oh, yeah. to 50 miles an hour and, you know, connect to the helicopter above you or whatever. Well, that can be done. Um, I mean, Mythbusters refuel on the, on the, on the go. So yeah, it can be done. Yeah. And, and that, that's really what it's, it's going to take. I mean, yes. You you figure out how to do it, but you're figuring out how to do it in the parameters of the world as the world evolves. We've set the world back, especially as far as road traffic, 20 years. So you're taking current tech. So then it's and wait. So you just admitted that we've set the world back 20 years, which is exactly what you want to do. Just in your in your spec scenario. On traffic, you've got to run it with the same car. If you're going to run it with the same traffic, you need to run it with the same technology of car and automobile. Now, if you want to throw a huge fuel cell that's as big as the back of a Ferrari Daytona, or you want to, you know, the the ambulance had, I can't remember, 100-gallon fuel tanks or something. I mean, they were, you know, they, they had their, quote, cheats, but you can't cheat if there's no rules. So... 
you know, I just, I don't think you're going to convince me that this isn't an asterisk run. I you mean, are and, literally and, contradicting yourself every other sentence. And I'm not, I'm not a, ba- <laughs> totally I'm not a, I'm not a baseball guy, but I look at this as Barry Bonds. And when they figured out these people were using performance enhancing drugs, their records were adjusted. But the people that use performance enhancing drugs before performance enhancing drugs were illegal get to keep their records. Are you saying and, that we need to form a federal committee to investigate <laughs> the the use of our interstate highway system for a cannonball record or cannonball run record during the COVID nineteen outbreak? So we literally need to put together a committee of high ranking he uses air quotes when he says government officials to pull the people that were in the Audi A8 into Washington DC sit them in front of this committee shine a very bright light on them and basically prove that this is your asterisk run just like they did with baseball which i thought was a complete and total actually the majority i think of sane individuals thought that was a complete and total waste of our money as well Uh, (laughs) basically i think the only way i'm gonna be happy is if somebody comes out as soon as all of this is over and the world returns to its new state of normalcy whatever that is whatever that is is not going to be the same as it was yeah so two three months ago you know hopefully in june but you know depending on Excuse me. Which news channel you heard this information about the Cannonball Run record on? Maybe October, maybe next April. Somebody needs to go out and beat this record really fast. I'm saying it can't be done um, with normal conditions. And this record you're going to see stand for a long time because it, it, again, can't be done with the, the world the way the world exists on a normal day. Um, this is like saying, uh, you know, I can go, you know, I can get somewhere in five minutes on a Sunday morning because everybody's in church, but it takes me 45 minutes when it's, you know, Tuesday afternoon. You know, so, yeah, maybe I do prefer to go somewhere on a Sunday morning opposed to two, a, two in the afternoon, but. Let me um, ask you a very serious question. Okay. All motorsport, every series, for the most part, has a rule book. And in that rule book, there are people employed at the top level of motorsport to grab that rule book, comb through every single word, look at the verbiage that's used, interpret that verbiage, and figure out where the gray areas are or the gaps in those rules to allow whatever team, and this is in spec racing or run what you brung to allow the team that they're on to take that rule book and then craft a car to take advantage of that gray area and those gaps. We're talking about an event that literally has no rule book, no rule book there. There are no gray areas We're we're you're dancing in semantics. (laughs) And and I totally understand that I'm on the losing side of this argument, (laughs) especially as somebody who really doesn't have a ball in this chase because I'm not going to hop into my I'm not going to hop in my Ford Fusion and go for this record. Uh, Maybe if I had my SHO, it would be a different story. Even at that, dude, I I look at the people who do this. I I do not possess the balls 
to to even consider this. Like it, this is basically saying I'd like to go to jail. I mean, it's really to me is like I'd like to have my car impounded, never see it again, and spend several months underneath a jail cell somewhere. I, it's insane to even consider it. Well, uh, again, if you watch this Vinwicky channel, you'll find some. There, there's one video that I don't know if they still have up because it was a very irresponsible video to put up, in my opinion, on speeding in a rally and having five figures worth of cash, you know, in the glove box and how they figured out how to get around some of the the tickets. This one guy is the most, and I'll say it, and I think I said it on the show, uh, whatever episode that was, uh, is one of the most arrogant son of bitches in the world that, <laughs> you know, he's, oh, we did this in, you know, Mississippi, and when we got to Alabama, we knew we were good, and, you know, we had, you know, $10,000, and we happened to leave it when we, you know, stole our car out of impound or whatever. Um, you know, they're, they're, you, you feel like you're invincible. Um, a lot of these guys that do it aren't mega dollar millionaires. They're just doing it to do it. And, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? A couple thousand yeah, when, dollars in when, fines. And, uh, when Bullion did it, he, he, I don't think he was a mega dollar millionaire. I mean, no, he was, Bullion did it on, like, I want to, I want to do this. Bullion did it on bootstrap budget. Um, there's yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, you know, there's differences of bootstrap budget, but he's kind of omitted. He had really, you know, he put everything he had into that run and did it. Or a lot of the guys doing it now, you know, it's just a weekend thing. Somebody builds a car, they get in the car and they try it. Um, kind of goes back to a rally. I want to try and say the, the, the cannonball for, uh, middle, the middle class and let's run I-65 north to south because then we can do it on a weekend. You know, you start on a Saturday morning and be home by, you know, work on Monday. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to put rules on something that doesn't have rules. And what you said is one of, uh, about the highest level of motorsports and these employees. It's one of the reasons I'm such a Lotus fan, such a Colin Chapman fan, is that his... You know, his statements are, and I've said it many times, maybe not on the podcast, in racing or in life, the rules tell you what you can't do. They don't tell you what you can do. And obviously, there's no rules to this. And that's why I'm saying I'm on the losing side of this, um, except, unless I had a dog in the hunt. If I had a dog in a hunt, I might have a little bit more say. But... There are there is no rule book, so they can't break any rules. So it's gonna go down without an asterisk. But I think the true people, the true runners, are always gonna think of this as an exception run. Um, so you're saying that the people who have competed in it, or the people because you're not competing in it, you're just you're literally out there just doing this thing, and it it is. 100% not legal <laughs> what what all of these teams have done over the years but you're saying that the teams that have actually competed are the ones that should they're the only ones that should have the ability to say that it's it's a legit run or an asterisk run I really think it is and let, let's you know here here's a challenge to add if you listen to this uh, podcast which if you do we'd love to have you on as a guest but why don't why don't we get you guys together and say, eh, let's let's call foul. You know, it's kind of the participants. Now, all of a sudden, now we've added a rule to the no rule thing. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Careful what you wish for because you're going to add one rule. And now all of a sudden, we're, like you say, 
we're going to make it a spec series. So you can't carry more than 88 gallons of gas. You can't use a car newer than whatever. You can't, you have to run this route. It really surprised me a couple of months ago that the the only rule that exists in this is you start at the Red Ball Garage and God for, for, Portofina. Yeah, that's the Portofina. You run from the Red Ball Garage in New York to the Portofina in California. That's the only rule. Start point, finish point. How you get there doesn't matter as long as you stay on the ground. So you can't be airlifted. And these runs now are satellite tracked and things like that. So you can't run into Pennsylvania and catch a plane and get into the identical car you know, in Nevada. And when they used to run this, they used to check VIN numbers and everything uh, before we had satellite tracking. Now, this car was timed with a iPhone, uh, this A8 that set the 2638, was timed with an iPhone, but they had a satellite feed running. So everybody knows they ran it. And like I said, I'm surprised I haven't heard if they took the north route or the traditional route. Now, if they took the traditional route, this is a mega bump of the uh, the record because Ed took the, the traditional route and when the record was beat there was discussion well these people didn't run the traditional route everybody does and again this is why I'm saying the participants should vote whether or not this is a record Ed said yes he, he, he concedes the record because there is no rule to say what route you run let's get a couple of these guys to come on on record Put them on, put them on VinWiki, and Ed can do one of these little call-in things. He's got some great shows now that, you know, what what would you spend ten thousand dollars on, or if you had fifty thousand dollars for a sports car, etc. And he gets a whole bunch of people, and a lot of these guys have run the Cannonball over the years, or any of these C to C races, and C to C is actually one of those races too. But um, let's get them to vote, and I think you know. He he's the most famous cannonballer that exists now. He into the general public. He's you know he, and excuse me, the Yates family, but he's kind of assumed Brock's mantle in this. Let's have his channel. Let's get the people to vote, and let's find out if they're going to accept this record. You know, it's still a record. There's going to be whining no matter what. But since if you don't have a dog in the hunt, I don't think you have a vote. And I, yeah, and I don't, I don't claim to have a vote. I just have an opinion, you know, and that opinion is literally, there's no rule book. And even if you go back to like, going back to what you were saying earlier about the car that used or or whatever vehicle is used to break the record, um, Ed broke it in an E63 AMG, if I'm not mistaken. Um, That E63 AMG is a hell of a nice place to spend 27 plus hours. It's, it's a, it's a really nice, modern, incredibly powerful car, which you don't really need. And that's the other side of this, that that it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. If you're trying to go coast to coast as fast as possible, why not just choose a car capable of running 130 or 140 mile an hour with a four cylinder in it that actually gets decent fuel economy. (laughs) Like, I I don't really understand the the use of an A8 or an E63 or any of these cars that literally are going to get like negative mile per gallon at 100 plus mile an hour. Well, I guess Um, we can look at that, too. Ed actually, I believe, did it in an 04 uh, CL55. I believe believe, there was an E63. The E63 is the it was a 15 E63, I believe. 
<clears throat> that broke the record last time. Again, I know you by your car. I don't know you by your name. This I, is a 2019 Audi A8. <laughs> These guys just run down to their Audi dealership, buy a car off a program lease, throw some fuel cells in it, and run? Quite possibly. Probably. Uh, they, uh, they did do the, the, the thing that the E63 did, and they taped up the taillights to make it a lo- look a little bit different. And it's amazing you take it an E63 or you take an A8 and you tape up the taillights a little bit and all of a sudden it does look a lot like an Accord. Says a lot about your styling, Audi and Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're not going to solve this, but I just kind of wanted to have a discussion about it. I have a podcast. I want to put my opinion out, but I didn't want to sit here and talk to everybody by myself. And Sean makes some valid points and, you know, I think... <laughs> every once in a while. Every once in a while. But, yeah. Every once in a while, I yeah. This is this is definitely it breaks the streak of us agreeing, which I think it was worth taking the time that we've taken just to make that happen, John. It's, yep. we've agreed on way too much over the last probably four or five months. Yeah, and I mean it's it's a good way to kind of humorously break up the uh, the interviews we've had because a lot of those are a um, little bit more serious. We get a little bit of chuckles and um, amazing. This, you know, I'm going to close this up, keep this a short show. Amazingly, we've had a ton of new listeners, ton of new downloads. I don't know if it's Spring and Sean on the show. I don't know if it's the quality of interviews. We had our Jim Simpson episode was a record breaking show for us. Um, if you didn't listen to it, I'm actually probably going to release this in the Jim Simpson one as the previous episode. So like episode 122, it's also our first YouTube video release video. So forgive the editing, but Go ahead and, you know, check out our Facebook, our Instagram, becoming more active in all of those. Uh, And like I said, we've added a YouTube channel to the mix if you kind of want to see our heads bobble around and some cool pictures in the background. Um, We're still working on the green screens and the editing and getting cameras situated, so forgive us. But, you know, we're new to this video. It took us a while to get used to the audio and uh, the video was a demand. And, you know, just check us out on the social media. Tell a friend about us if, you know, you agree. Listen to these two quacks talk about the the cannonball. But, uh, again, No Driving Gloves, Facebook, Instagram, No Driving Gloves Pod on Twitter. Um, Even get them more active there. Surprising. Or NoDrivingGloves.com. Go to the website. Find everything you need, plus all the episodes and some pretty cool uh, merchandise that's uh, linked through Amazon affiliate links, which is you know, kind of the only way this podcast generates money. Which eventually I'll get the hang of actually promoting properly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have one one last question before we before we kill this. If you were if you were going to do the cannonball, what's the car you'd use? What's the vehicle you'd use? Um I don't a hundred percent know. Um I'm trying to think you know I know I want I, I know what I know what I'd use. You know, I want to say a Ferrari Lusso, one of the new ones, really? but it stands out so much. And part of this is camouflage. And I, I think I might have said it earlier. I might look at going and getting an SHO or something because it blends into a lot of police cars. It's looks like every other Taurus on the road. You know, it's I might I might get it white as opposed to a black one or something. Um, or if I could get a blue one, um, or even a, a police interceptor Taurus, which is an SHO that is even more police car. Uh, you know, we'll do it the, uh, 
Blues Brothers style, you know, cop suspension, cop tires, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, I might think I'm going to do it in something a lot less exotic. Number one, it's my budget. Um, I mean, but yeah, I mean, how, these AMGs are nice choices, but uh, let, uh, let's bring, again, let, let's do this pro-America thing and let's buy American. And I think even the Taurus is built in America. It's even a Ford. So, yeah, I would probably say I would do either do it with a police interceptor or an SHO version of the Taurus. Okay. I'm, I'm not going American. I am literally going to go with something that I think would blend, almost be unseeable. I want a V90. I want a V90 Volvo in beige and it's v9 you can't fault volvo ergonomics it's going to be the most comfortable drive they will i mean the thing will cruise at 130 mile an hour all day long it still gets somewhat decent fuel economy it rides like a pillow (laughs) it rides like a cloud and and you and you blend into the background so i would do it very boring i wouldn't i wouldn't take an svj or, you know, it's like, I'm not doing this in a Koenigsegg. It just doesn't make sense to do that. Now, I'm looking up the specs on your Volvo, and let's see here. 4,000 pounds, 2131, uh, 316 horsepower if you do the V90 T6R design. Uh, Two-liter four-cylinder. I don't even care if it's an R design. Just, I mean, just oh. a the base of the absolute mm. base V90. So, Volvo, if you're listening and you'd like to set a record, <laughs> don't give me your volvo because i i truly do not possess the uh the balls that are required in order to even consider this because yeah, um, we're saying this record hats w- off to everyone that's done it th- we're saying this record was set at 105 110 mile an hour average Somewhere. correct and that, Somewhere. you've got some Fuel stops and things in there. So that's not your traveling speed. So you you need a car that can go a little bit faster than 110. And I'm thinking, you know, 150, 160 miles an hour are probably very seeable numbers. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, again, if you... Yeah, get, just, just to equalize the fuel stops, absolutely. I'm going to get into a little... For some reason, I'll continue this a little bit more, but a little bit of the strategy or the thinking. The... Again, like I said, I learned a lot about this through VinWiki, and these are guys that run it, and you know it's nice to see them, and so I have a tendency to believe them. But everybody says you make up all your mu- time east of the Mississippi. Once you get west of it, everybody thinks that's that's where you'll make up your time, because they're long, expansive roads that you can, you know, if you go through uh, Montana, I guess you can go as fast as you want. Yeah, but everybody can haul ass there, right? Is well, that what it is? Everybody can. I don't understand yeah. it. I think the key is, you, you, yeah, you might be running these 160 miles an hour out there, but it doesn't matter because everybody's running 150 or 160 west of the Mississippi. So that time set. If you ran this thing from St. Louis to L.A. Um, or from, say, the Gateway Arch to the Portofino, I think it would be a really, really tough record to beat. It would all come down to top speed of the vehicle. I It'd think, be minutes, not yeah, an hour. Yeah. When it comes to east of the Mississippi, you know, New York to St. Louis, we'll say, or New York to Chicago, if you're going the I-80 route, 
there's a ton of traffic. There's a ton of construction. There's a ton of unknowns. Ohio is one of the worst states I've ever felt to, number one, speed in, number two, to try to speed in because they have no concept of right and left lane. Um, You know, I've, I've, (laughs) Ohio, I've driven through Texas, east side of Texas to west side of Texas. Ohio is four times as long driving east to west as Texas is. It doesn't make sense when you look at a map, but when you drive the two, when I commuted from D.C. to Illinois, from when I lived in D.C. and had family in Illinois, Ohio, if I can miss Ohio in that trip, I'd love it. It's almost worse to swinging down and going through Kentucky, you know, just, just to stay out of Ohio. But How do you really feel? Um, I don't like Ohio. But, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to tell. But yeah, I think that's why you've got to make up your time is dealing with all of the traffic and congestion. All your problems are going to occur, occur in that first half. Uh, all your breakdowns are going to occur in that first half. Um, you know, for building and tuning a car. Uh, you know, longevity problems will happen in that second half. But that first half, I think that, like everybody says, that's the key. And I think you should have a number when you cross the Mississippi. If you don't have that number, you may as well give up, go back and start over. Um, because I mean, I wonder if people do. I wonder if like if, if they've broken it down that far and, and they know where they need to be as they're getting into the Missouri, Kansas area. Well, now that we, you know, these are all satellite tracked and, you know, none of them are live streamed, but, you know, now there's the way to do it. Live stream the thing. You want to talk about having a set of nads on you. <laughs> we double, whoever is out there right now thinking about going after it, we double, actually, we triple dog dare you yeah. to live stream it. So. Triple dog dare. And you can't but, turn down a triple dog there. But but with um, with the satellite tracking, I think you can do those stage times, and I think you could figure it out. I guarantee you, if I was going to do it, it would be a little bit of strategy. I don't think I would quote cheat and have the, the number of spotters. I would want to do it. Let's see what we can do. Go out and get me some new uh, Valentine One Pluses or whatever they're calling the brand new Valentine One radar detector. By the way, Valentine, if you want to sponsor the show, we're available. Um, <laughs> you know, they've got a brand new version of the Valentine One. Whole new unit, whole new thing. You can still upgrade your old Valentine One. They promise you that. I think they'll give you 100 bucks for your old unit. Uh, it's worth keeping it, putting it in the wife's car or something. Uh, unless your wife's going to be like mine, and then you keep the old one and give her the new one. But, you know... you. I, I, I'm just more of a purist. I've always been a little purist. I'm going to go. I'm going to try it. And I guess I'm going to go to jail a couple times. Hopefully they have. Right, let's food. let's run the cannon, but let's get with with uh, let's get with Jeff Lane and see if he'll loan <laughs> us one of his micro cars. And we'll we'll do the micro the micro cannonball. Let's and that way that way we don't have to worry about breaking any speed uh, limits. <laughs> say we just concluded. <laughs> Just concluded an uh, interview with Jeff, which is going to come out right after this episode or right before this episode, not sure which. Uh, and he was talking – he does this rally thing. Um, if, and what he, one thing he said, let's set the cannonball record in an Izetta. Yeah, I'm in. And Jeff says those go about 45 miles an hour, right. 30 miles an hour uphill, probably 20 miles an uphill when you get to Colorado and the Rockies, but – It'd be the record for that car, and that way we could we we'd set the record for that car, and then you have your dream of having a spec cannonball. Like we have a spec cannonball series at that point. 
that people like me who were an absolute puss could do because I don't have to go out and break the speed limits. The only thing we'd have to worry about there is actually getting tickets for running under the speed limit. Well, I'm going to say that there's my idea. We'll start, (laughs) we'll start in, I believe mobiles where I 65 starts and we'll run it to Chicago. So North to South. (laughs) So when we're running it in an IZ, we can do it in less than a week. <laughs> and we could do the Aceto. We could do the the uh, that classic multiplier that he has. Um, we that we would actually be more comfortable in that. That's a little bit bigger car. And, and um, I want to say I, this idea just crossed my mind. For everybody who's complaining about this r- reckless speeding in that, uh, I will challenge and again we'll triple dog dare on the live stream. Somebody ride their bicycle cross country let's figure out let's let's oh, set the, i know but let's set the cannonball not general pace i wanted to sprint all the way oh you and you want to <laughs> go from the actual cannonball start and finish points that's what you want yep and okay. you know i mean why would someone not do that has anyone ever done it on a motorcycle i'm sure they've done it on motorcycle motorcycle guys are, are the craziest sobs on the planet and <laughs> you know they you know i've I've got friends that will get on their motorcycle and ride 200 or 300 miles to go have dinner um, and then ride back just because they like riding. I think, I guess this whole new topic, and we won't get into it too far, I think motorcycle people are more diehard about the drive and getting out than sports car people, convertible drivers, anybody on four wheels, with the exception of the guys running the cannonball. But there's a mission there. I'm but, actually looking up motorcycle cannonball right now. Um, if anyone has any information on motorcycle cannonball records, uh, shoot us an IM on the No Driving Gloves Facebook page. I would love to have more information on that. Someone has to have tried that, or, or a handful of people has to have to have tried that. Um, I'm all for micro car cannonball, John. I think we should talk to Jeff about that and see whether we can make that happen. Uh, solo cannonball cross-country motorcycle record, L.A. to New York City, piloting a 2015 BMW K1600 GT. Carl Reese has broken the cannonball cross-country motorcycle record. Uh, 30- Carl, Reese broke, Carl Reese broke the record and his ass. Um, God, can you imagine how? Take, take, oh. take a guess. Uh, what, what did we say the car record was? 20... 2638 or something 2638 like in a car. Now, granted, the cars usually now have three drivers, and they can rotate drivers, and they have massive fuel tanks. What do you think the record on a motorcycle is? This is as of January 29th, 2016. I apologize. This is just what comes up on Google first. 37 hours. Pretty close. 38 hours, 49 minutes. Pulled that directly out of my butt. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, you, if you're solo on a bike, you got to rest a little well, bit. And I, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, track records. A lot of times, a track record at a racetrack is faster with a car than it is a motorcycle. Yeah, the motorcycles are quote faster, but they only have, you know, six inches of contact patch where a car's got four times the contact patch, which I guess would be 24 inches of contact patch. But, um, you know, cars have a little bit more traction, et cetera. But, yeah, I think a lot of this has to do with, I mean, looking at a picture of his bike, um, unless those uh, those saddlebags, I guarantee you, are uh, 
fuel tanks, but sa- they're fuel tanks. I think they're fuel tanks. I think there's a rate uh, a satellite dish on it, probably for uh, tracking. But um, good for him. Yeah. Good so, for him. So we and, did, and really good for his chiropractor because good lord, the chiropractic bills after that thirty-seven hours had to be monumental to get him back in shape. No, he at least did it on a, a BMW and was kind of comfortable. Sure, sure. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle for a couple hundred miles at this at, in one go? No, but who's that guy that we had the uh, huge display at? At Barber's, uh, took his wife. I remember the wife's name's Ta- our girlfriend name was Tabitha. around the world. Yeah, Tabitha rode around the world on their BMW yeah. R series. Um, and then I guess he did it a second time with a Mercedes G wagon and his son. Um, some some huge investor uh, used to be um, that evil guy, evil investor's business partner. I can't think of who it is. Madoff. Uh, no. Uh, motorcycle round world. This just yeah. turned into very compelling podcast material. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm assuming silence, if, if silence if, and keyboard strikes. Yeah, Jim. It's the guy's name's Jim something, and I was getting research on the fly. Yeah, we did we do this but if people are hanging around they really want to know this answer now so that's probably true uh that's probably true nope can't figure it out we'll have to uh uh investment biker jim rogers that's his name and who was he business partners with Um, the american spinal surgery association (laughs) i think is who sponsored that run um the orthopedic doctors alliance I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine looking at that and going, "Yeah, I think I'll do that on a bike." Oh, George Soros. That's that's. Oh, okay. His, yeah, that's who he made yeah. his money with. Gotcha. Um, so, well, now we've talked about the illegitimate cannonball record, <laughs> the legitimate cannonball records, the new micro car north to south cannonball, and the motorcycle cross country record. A lot of stuff in this spec podcast. Cannonball. <laughs> so, the John Viviani Memorial spec cannonball. Well. Um, I'll say it here. I'm working with a, another business partner on some rally racing. So um, stay tuned. We, we're looking at probably 2021, late 2021 dates, but we're looking at a couple you different do, rally ideas. And not, you do not, it in the Aceta, and I'll follow you in a Messerschmitt. Not, not, these are more two, I guess these are more tours than rallies. But <laughs> um, th- th- there's a first plug. Now I can also use this as a. <laughs> advertising medium for that but uh, i gave you all the social media stuff mid-episode which is probably better than waiting to the end because everybody's tuned out by now with our keyboard strokes Uh, but i'm gonna say i'm out of here i hope you enjoyed our slight debate uh weigh in on uh, the social medias and tell us what you thought about it and what your your opinion is and ed that's uh no driving gloves at gmail.com Uh, Send us uh, your schedule, and we'll get you scheduled on the show. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks, John.